Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Uh, so glad to be here. Uh, we have, we've been, we've done a lot since being here. Um, we've been at the 50 plus group. Um, and that was exciting, you know. Uh, definitely not like Haven. There's no place like Haven. Do you guys understand that? Right? Like, this is amazing because uh, I, I think about it and I'm, I, I'm super honored to, to be asked. I don't take it like uh, just, you know, hey, this is like my home church and, you know, everyone gets a swing at plate or something like that. Like, no, I really like this is a high honor. Why? Because there is probably no other youth church that I would rather be speaking at tonight. And I honestly mean that. Like, I don't know I wasn't invited to any others tonight. So, I mean, we can't put it to the test, Matt. But there really is no other place that I would rather be tonight than here with, with you guys at Haven. Why? Because I believe you guys are revivalists. Amen. Hey, a couple of you are like, yeah, that's me. Uh, if you don't know it, you're a revivalist. You're here on a Thursday night contending for more than just uh, pizza, Little Caesars. What do you guys have that's Little Caesars? It's like, what's it called? Pisanellos, right? You guys are contending for more than Pisanellos slash Little Caesars and a movie night and, and, and kickball and everything else. You guys are contending for the move of God, right? And revival, and, and for the spirit of the Lord to, to come in, to break chains off lives, to set the captive free, to see the sick be healed. That's what you contend for, amen? That's what I contend for when I come. And uh, there is a freedom that is here that is unique. Because there's not very many uh, places that submit to the spirit of God no matter what it costs, Right? Like, no matter if it costs attendance or, or, or popularity or whatever it costs, you, you submit to the Spirit of God. You follow Him in the vein of revival. And you, you, this is why we see manifestations in the Spirit. Amen? All right. Well, that was all for free. I want to talk to you guys for just a couple minutes, something you've probably heard, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe a million times. Um, I, I all just kind of will go be breaking through like Acts 28. And I just want to encourage you not to sit at their fire. I really like who's theirs. I, I don't know. I was, I was waiting for it. I'm like, oh, okay, man, man, Andrew, you did a great job, right? Um, don't sit at their fire. Do not sit at um, <clears throat> anyone else's fire. And I was coming down because we live in... Um, uh, apartments that were on the 10th floor and as I was walking out to the elevator today and uh, I totally realized like last time I stood on this stage I was also preaching about fire too and I'm like I don't want to be known as like the fire guy um, but this is just what the Lord has for us today okay so just push that aside and then just uh, turn to your neighbor and say don't sit at my fire and turn to your other neighbor and say don't sit at their fire amen oh, and let's just pray. Let's just ask the Lord to just open us up so that he would uh, speak to us and would receive his word. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
We thank you that your word is powerful and true for today. We thank you that, that uh, we don't have to go through this all alone, but God, you give revelation to us. You open up our minds, God. We can understand things. We can have deposits from heaven that, that, uh, that your word is alive and it can come alive in us. And Lord, we ask you today that your word would come alive in us all for, all for the, the fruit of us coming closer to you uh, for being a unified body, for, for trying, Lord, our very best to follow you in this last day. God, to the best of our ability, to be the best that we can in you. Lord, we yield ourselves to you tonight, and we ask you to be with us. In your name we pray, and everybody said, amen. So, uh, Acts 27, let's look at that first. Acts 27, straight thriller, right? Is anybody familiar with Acts 27? So we see uh, that there's a, a Paul in captivity being shuffled around these seas, and then there's storms. And uh, in the midst of all the storms, Paul gets up with boldness, declaring that no one is going to die in this. Uh, and we see this waiting period in between these storms. All this like craziness, right, happens uh, in so, uh, Acts 27. And then it, it ends with them all being shipwrecked, right? Uh, but all actually being saved, just like Paul had said, right? Is anyone familiar with the story? Or am I just talking to air? So uh, Paul, Paul stands up. He declares the word of the Lord. He speaks uh, of, in this anointing, and, and it comes to pass, and they're shipwrecked. And now we pick up in, in Acts chapter 28, right? Um, in Acts chapter 28, and let's read from verse number one. It says this, and when they were escaped, they knew that the island was called Melta, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. Um, yeah, you guys have cold weather here, and I'm just finding that out. Yesterday, I was sweating. It was 90-something degrees, and I was dying and sweating, and, and it was summer. And today, I've been cold all day long. Like It dropped 20 degrees or something like that. Welcome to Ohio. So it was cold. So these, uh, these indigenous people of this island, when uh, Paul shows up with this band of, uh, of prisoners and they were all escaped and they all survived, uh, these people had prepared a little fire for them because it was rainy and because it was cold, right? So it was rainy and cold and the people were very kind to him. And in verse number three, it says this, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks... And he laid them on the fire. They came a viper out of the heat and fastened onto his hand. So is this not interesting to anybody else that, that they're coming in, they're, they're wet. Paul's wet and cold, probably just swam to shore. He, he's like tossed in this storm. And, and these people are so kind that they had built a fire for uh, these, these refugees, basically. And the first thing Paul does is go and get his own sticks, right? Has anyone ever thought about that? That man was so unsettled with sitting at somebody else's fire. I mean, that man is like, now I built my own fires. That's how my granddaddy taught me to do it, you know? Anybody have a, somebody like that, you know, right? Like stubborn, hard-headed, 
Paul is like, no, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit at your fire. I know, I know that was a kind gesture for you to, to create this for me, to bring some type of comfort to me, but, but I roll at my own speed, right? Uh, have you ever went to school or went to work or wherever you go? I don't know where you go. Uh, and people notice that you kind of rock at your own speed, right? You kind of go at the, the beat of your own drum. <clears throat> Isn't that fun when you are the only one that beats at that, that same rhythm? Am I the only one? Man, you guys got to like talk back to me. I'm like, we're having a conversation, right? Uh, that's how I am, man. I'm the weirdo at work. I, I, everyone knows it too. Uh, it's, it's really strange because there's so many people that don't like writing me for various reasons, but then there's so many people that do. They're like, Chris listens to good music, right? We listen to Christian music. Sometimes I don't really like it, but like, they're like, hey, at least it's not like country or whatever, right? Um, I always share my lunch with everyone because Brooklyn makes me double of everything. So I'm always sharing these like spinach basil wraps and everyone's like treated so well. They're like, you know what? Chris even gives us the tips and stuff. They make so much money. There's like this favor. But at the same time, the minute we leave the shop, they're like, hey, this guy's weird, though. He's a weirdo. Uh, and I'm sure you guys have all experienced the same thing, right? You beat at your own pace. You, you kind of go to your own rhythm, right? Uh, just stick with me. Don't worry. We're going to preach in a second. So uh, you guys have all experienced it. I've experienced And we see here Paul's doing the same thing. The minute that something's actually prepared for him, he should be coming and just relaxing by the fire. In the middle of like, could you imagine? I, I, I mean, it's, it blows my mind because I'm, I'm from California. Last year I lived in Mexico and it was just hot. It never, we didn't have rain. You know, it's rained more in the three months that we've lived here than it has, than I've ever lived in rainy days. You know, like there's been more rainy days in the last three months. And, and so maybe you guys can understand it more, but there, this was a storm, guys. And it's rainy and it's cold and there was a kind gesture and Paul still does not accept this gesture and says, I'm going to go get my own sticks and lay them on the fire. And, and you know, the thing is, is sometimes we feel like when we're doing things uh, that are noble or bold or for the Lord, you know, there's consequences that sometimes happen or there's, um, there's um, a negative result that takes place because of that. In the middle of Paul doing this, what happens? A viper comes out of the heat. A viper comes out of the heat. Now, we probably think like, man, that is so sad, right? That uh, there is a, a viper that's come out and it's latched onto Paul's hand. Uh, and that, that is a bad result. Like, what if Paul would have just relaxed by the fire, though, right? Have you ever thought about that? What if Paul would have just came and was like, man, I'm so cold. I'm so wet. I'm so tired. I'm just going to sit here, relax, put my feet up, grab a, a, a marshmallow and some Hershey's chocolate and a graham cracker, make a s'more. Uh, if he would have just like went with the norm, went with what everyone else was doing, went with what the crowd was doing, what the popular thing, what the, sorry, let's say this, the easy thing was, right? The easy thing was to go and to sit by this fire and to, uh, have uh, enjoy this comfort, but Paul said, no, 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 I'm going to go and grab these sticks and put it on the fire, and we see it looks like a bad result because this, the viper latches onto his hand, but if he would have been sitting there, what could that viper have access to, right? 
What could that viper have access to? Paul's standing here. The viper jumps out, grabs onto his hand. Imagine Paul laying next to that fire. Ah. Man, friends, I've come to tell you, some of you have been laying by a, a strange fire for too long. You have delusional thoughts because the viper has access to more than just your hand. He has access to your ears. He's got access to your tongue. You got a lying problem because you're, you're laying by the comfort, uh, by the fire of comfort. Uh, come on, somebody. And you're like, why can't I break this sin cycle in my life? My friend, you got to get up and build your own fire. That's why. Uh, have you ever thought about this? Like uh, if, if you're on this road of life and, you, and you're traveling on this road and you're finding yourselves like, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I just like, like stuck. Like I feel stuck. Has anyone ever felt stuck before? Okay. Uh, like you feel stuck and you just feel like burdened down and you feel heavy and, and you're on this road. I, I got to tell you, friend, you're on the wrong road. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. If you're in a place where you're not just bursting with thanksgiving, it doesn't mean your situation, everything's going to be perfect, but you ought to have things. There ought to be something on the depth of the inside of you bursting, bubbling. And if that's not happening, my friend, you're at the wrong gate. You're in the wrong location. Go into a gate that guarantees thanksgiving. Go into a court that guarantees praise. Amen. Oh, we get in the garment of praise and taking off heaviness, right? We're breaking off uh, the heaviness of this life. We're breaking off the sin cycles of, of our flesh. We're breaking off uh, the bondages and the strongholds by changing our, our destination, by changing our location and going into courts, going into his gates and getting away from the fire of comfort. Let's just read the rest of this through, right? So Paul, he gathers a bundle of sticks. He laid them on the fire. There came out a viper out of the heat, fastened onto his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hanging on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer whom has escaped the sea, and yet vengeance uh, vengeance has suffered not for him to live, right? Uh, and then he shook off the beast into the fire, uh, and he felt no harm. I think that's even more significant, right? Not only was he bit, and he was able to to just like you know stiff arm Heisman this thing like into the fire, but he also felt no harm from it too. I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, Howbeit they looked, and when he should have swollen. My Lord, what a testimony. Does anyone have a testimony of he should have? Oh, Matt, you should have never made it, right? Jess, you should have never made it. Robert, you should not be doing what you're doing right now. He should have swollen. He should have fallen ill. But God, amen. Howbeit when they looked and when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly after they looked a great while and they saw no harm come to him. And they changed their minds and said that he was a God. Wow. Let's look at a couple of things. First off, number one, God is positioning you. You're on an island for a miracle crusade. Whoo. Oh, 
has anyone ever felt like you were on an island uh, full of vipers and, and barbarous people and shipwrecks and prisoners and all that? And, and you're so consumed with the snakes and the, and the rain and the cold and the, and the prisoners and all this nastiness. You're so concerned with it that you forget you are actually sent on a 14-day long journey through the sea to get you to an island that he could have never maybe purchased a ticket to get to this island, right? And he found himself on an island for a miracle crusade. Why? Because there was a captain on the other side that needed a miracle that Paul was going to perform. I was like, we're reading ahead in the story, and I'm not even going to read that part out of the Bible. So uh, we got to understand, if we get caught up, too caught up on everything else, like all of our situation, we're going to miss out that there's purpose in us. So first off, number one, God is positioning you. Look at your neighbor and say, God is positioning you. God is positioning you. You're on an island for miracles, but first, you need one yourself. Whew. Has anyone ever been in that situation? Uh, you know you're anointed to uh, step out uh, for God and, and to, to speak to your neighbor, to whatever, but you're in need of a bigger miracle than anybody else, right? Uh, how, Chris, how can I uh, be so concerned about my objective and my mission and this miracle crusade that you're talking about when I've got a like six foot long viper hanging from my pinky? Hmm. Understand that God has positioned you in every season, no matter what you are going through currently. Understand that inside of you is the Holy Spirit aiding, and, uh, aiding you and propelling you into your destiny. Follow him at all costs. Number two, I want to talk to you about. It's easy to get comfortable after two things. When you are cold and tired... And when you just had a victory. Ooh, I want to talk to ministers now. Uh, has anyone ever been cold and tired in their spiritual walk? Uh, you know, like the, the, the hot line to heaven has seemed to be not so hot lately. Maybe the, the tears aren't flowing like they used to. Maybe, uh, maybe you're going through this like dry season a little bit, uh, and, it's, and it's cold and it's tiring, and you're feeling weak. Is anyone else? I mean, maybe it's just me, but like when it rains really hard, all I want to do is go home, put on some Hallmark with Brooklyn. Mark? Uh, yeah. oh, okay, maybe not Hallmark. I mean, I don't know. Uh, like one of the last rainy days that I was, I was working uh, out in the rain was like the first Buckeye game, you know, go Bucks. You guys were playing Notre Dame. I was rooting for them. Go Irish. Um, and so that day, I don't know, Tristan, I'm sorry. There was so many people that invited us over for watch parties and we just bailed on all of them. And uh, because at the end of my day, Matt, I'm wet. I'm wet in places I don't need to be wet in, you know, like all over, and I'm tired, and, and I didn't want to entertain. Whew. You know, it's easier to go home just to uh, my comfortable couch because, you know, Matt, we got a couch, right? Matt still hasn't come over yet, so. Um, and uh, it's easier to go to my, my couch and, and sit in front of the TV, right, because um, 
I don't have to respond to anybody. And in ministry, is it not the same way in the middle of storms that it's easier to, uh, to tune out the rest of ministerial needs? Or it just kind of goes through the motions, right? Because I was, I was A-OK. Ah, hear me, guys. In the middle of the rain, I was A-OK performing my job. And I was like vacuuming. I was wrapping up hoses out in the rain. And, you know, I felt like manly, you know, wet and everything. Uh, but when I came home to my secret place, it was so easy just to sit at the couch and um, I'll tell myself, not get in the prayer closet. Miss my daily reading, Mark, that's for sure. Whew. Man, uh, my prayer time was very surfacy. Because you're cold and you're tired. And uh, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but like you're cold and tired in ministry right now. And you need to uh, get up and get some sticks and get next to the real fire. So uh, it's easy to get comfortable by that fire after two things. First is when you're cold and tired. And the second is after a great victory. Whew. Like we had a really good Sunday morning service and the Lord moved so mighty. And I don't need to pray today. Uh, you know, like Haven was, was so powerful Thursday night, and I got so touched on the altars that, that Friday, I mean, I'm just still like glowing after I've experienced all that glory, you know, just like Moses, you know, I'm walking to the school, my face is shining, you know, after being up on the mountain, you know, I'm just feeling all that glory still, and after a great victory, after a great service, I, I'm teaching you guys something. If you, after a great service, it is going to be one of the easiest times for you to settle into a state of being comfortable. You know what follows in that, in that time of, uh, of sitting by that fire? Not only uh, do you get relaxed in your, in your time, you start to lose that desperation you once had for God. <laughs> Oh, guys, I got to behave. But, you know, desperation leads us to, to consecration, right? Always does. Desperation leads us to consecration. And consecration leads us to revelation. All right, you got to follow me on that one. And so then after you get revelation, what does it make you do again, Matt? It makes you desperate again, right? You just receive this. So, so all of this happens, and, and what happens is sitting by that fire, we lose our desperation. So it's, it's easy to not have to be so consecrated. We move into mixture. Uh, and then uh, when that happens for too long, we're not eligible for great revelation. So nothing's really fresh anymore from the Lord. Whew. It's getting quiet now, guys. Nothing's really fresh anymore. I'm telling on myself, guys. Uh, you, you go and you were like every day in the prayer closet, every day in your word and all this. And then you had a great move of God happen and, and it satisfied you so good. 
It filled your cup so much. And instead of that desperation for a larger cup, a larger, a larger housing for the Holy Spirit, you said, this is enough. I'm going to take this to the fire and I'm going to sit and chew on it for a while. But because of that, it's led you to mixture and it's taken the revelation from heaven. He's been pouring it into you and you're losing it. That's how you get, that's how you get cold and tired in ministry. Oh, my friend, grab some bundles of sticks. You know where I think about Paul? Where did he have to go to find uh, the, the proper wooding material, right? I don't know. Have, has anyone ever been camping? Raise your hand before. Don't worry, I'll start hurrying too. Um, has anyone ever built a fire before? Raise your hand. Okay, all right. Um, I'm not a very good outdoorsman, all right? I'll tell him myself. My brother is really into it. Like, he makes all his own knives and, like, you know, I, he, wanted, he wanted to go bushcrafting for a while. Does anyone know about bushcrafting? Okay, that's, like, where you don't take a tent. You make your own out of, like, leaves and sticks. <laughs> no thank you, you know. I'll, uh, I'll go to a hotel instead or something. And um, so... You, we all understand you can't find wet wood and throw it on a fire and expect it to burn, right? Woohoo! Where did he have to go to find dry wood in the middle of a storm? Right? Like, I don't know. That's, that, uh, maybe, it's, maybe that's not significant at all, but that's what I think about. And I just ask you this. Where will, <laughs> where will you go? How far are you willing to travel to find something to build a fire that will lead you into a, a deeper relationship with God? How far are you willing to go? How long are you willing to go? How, how deep are you willing to go? How much are you willing to give uh, financially of your time, of your energy, of your affection? How much are you willing to give? How far will you go? How long will you search to be able to find something that has enough sustenance and value to be able to, to relight and to rekindle the fire? How far will you go? I got to move on. Number three, um, what's Paul doing? He can't sit by the world's fire. There are snakes. You must build your own. Uh, and when you sit down, you give access the viper uh, to more vital things. We already talked about part of this already. Uh, so first off, understanding that sitting down, we're giving access to the enemy to more vital parts of our lives, to our ears, to our mouth, to our heart. These are the type of things that uh, the, the, the enemy can build strongholds in, right? The problem is, is when we're active in ministry, when we're being the hands and feet of Christ, right? And we're, we, are, we are engaging in building something, building and sustaining fire, revival, something like that, right? And we're active in that. All he can do is try to reach out and to buy a hand of ministry. Okay. By a hand of ministry. What that little old snake did not understand is there is more than a pinky to Paul's body. The important thing for us to also understand in this is when we are working for God within the body, we are protected from the wiles of the enemy. Yeah. 
This leads us into things like accountability. That's popular. Accountability. When one hand is being affected by the, the, the snare of the enemy, there is another hand heisman that thing off. Who are you accountable to? Working in ministry, getting plugged into the local church, getting plugged in with a body of believers gives us accountability and protection against the snares of the enemy. Amen. All right, let's move on. Number four, the world is watching you. The world is watching you. I think it's really significant. If we look right here, it says, uh, in, in verse number six, how be when they looked and he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while. After they had looked a great while, they suddenly realized, right? I mean, they had, understand this, they expected his demise from the moment that viper jumped out of the fire. They were expecting his downfall. But it took a certain period of time. It doesn't specify how long. It took a certain period of time, Pastor Matt, for their outlook to be changed about Paul. The problem is, is uh, we have relationships in our lives that we try to to share the love of God. We try to be a witness of Christ, uh, like day one, day two, week one, week two, um, and we don't see much fruit. But I'm telling you, um, stay diligent. <laughs> They're still watching. There's still time for them to to change their perspective. There's still time for them to understand uh, the, the, the working miracle of God takes a little time. Ah, understand this, guys. When Paul uh, threw that snake off his hand, it wasn't the, the healing process wasn't the miracle for Paul. It, it, the Bible says that he, he wasn't even hurt, right? He wasn't even hurt by it. It didn't even hurt him, right? So the, that, that healing process wasn't for Paul. It was for the unbelievers, Pastor Matt. Uh, they had to see uh, what happened to you. They had to hear uh, what those people had to say against you. Uh, they had to see those people do you wrong. I've had plenty of experiences in my life where uh, different ones have seen. Uh, there's, there's been some, you know, hurts. There's been some things that's happened to us. And uh, guess what? There, there's some people that had to see it, Kyle. They had to see Brooklyn and I go through that. They had to see some of the tears. They had to see how bad it hurt. But uh, that healing process wasn't my miracle. It was their miracle. Whew. It was their miracle. God wasn't working on my finger that whole time he was working on their heart stay diligent and then we've all heard this before I'm sure where did Paul throw it he threw that snake back into the fire where it came revival will expose so many things in your life That show that you're totally comfortable with watching, get in revival. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's good and what's bad, but get in revival. Uh, you want to see the heavens open up? You want to see just uh, 
the Lord speak to you in new ways that he never has before, uh, get consecrated and see what will happen, right? Get near, get near a fire that is burned. Get near other believers that are a little more radical than you are. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm not talking about just radical and, and like, hey, you know what? Like, oh, sorry. Um, I'm okay. Thanks. Um, I'm not talking about just like radical just in a, in a way of like, oh, you know, um, they, they only eat Popeyes and we only eat Chick-fil-A type of thing, you know? Um, get around somebody that, that uh, goes a little deeper in prayer. Get, a lot, get around somebody that when they pray, it makes you a little uncomfortable. So my wife, well, you guys already experienced it firsthand. When Matt asked her to testify, I was like, uh-oh, I don't know. There has been so many times that she sharpens me so much in prayer. Because my wife does not care what you think about her at all. And I do way more probably than I should. And we've had services where Brooklyn will just like stop and all the music will stop. She'll put the microphone down. And like 30 seconds is like good, right? Like that already felt awkward. That was like five seconds, right? I'm talking about like five minutes, right? And I'm like, oh, Lord. You know, I was in the spirit for the first 30 seconds. Now I'm like thinking about like damage control. Like how am I, how am I supposed to preach after this? Uh, and like, I remember. I'm sorry, Brooklyn. I'm. This is seriously like as much as I'm teasing her. Like I literally just amazed. We got invited once to a, a uh, New Year's Eve like lock-in service once, and uh, Brooklyn's putting her head down <clears throat> and. We were guests, like, I've only met the pastor one time, and he calls me in, like, at 7.30, and was like, at 11, we're having this service, we're starting, and I want you and your wife to do all the worship. And I was like, whoa, okay. So we didn't have time to get a band together, we didn't have time to get a set list together, Jess, and so we go, and I'm playing the drums, and Brooklyn's, like, leading, and she is just, just praying fire down, right? Going to town. And I'm thinking, I don't praise God, but I'm thinking, I mean, come on, you know, like, hey, this is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we're authorized to do this. I don't know if they really believe that. Dude, we saw so many things happen in that service. Because somebody didn't care to, to you know, like stand out. Somebody didn't care about what your opinions were. Someone, somebody had a more heavenly mindset than uh, what others are thinking. It was like, no, I want to be in the throne room. And, and I'll never forget one time in, in the prayer room, we started a little prayer thing in California. And, and there was one, one night, it was Brooklyn and I, I think it was our first time ever doing a, just a, a all a 24 hour prayer. It was just us. And it was just me and her. We didn't tell anyone. And we were going to lock ourselves in. And we were, I don't know we're like seven hours in and my wife is like I'm getting kind of tired so like my praise was going from like like war cry 
like praying in tongues like I was a, you know, like I, maybe I was one of those barbarians, you know, and I'm, I'm stomping. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm bashing the gates of hell right now. And then like, you know, seven hours in, so my prayer was like, you know, Jesus, yes. And I was like sing, praying way more than like I needed to, you know, like sing, praying is great. Um, but like, I just, I was so tired of praying. I was just mainly singing. And out of nowhere, my wife tears in like just a kid. I was going to say Kentucky. I don't know. Southern Alabama gospel holiness woman. And she just started tearing in in tongues like, man, just. But it was just a, a well bursting out of her. Just kind of out of nowhere. It was like literally upper room type stuff because I, that's how I imagine everyone's tearing and waiting and tired. And then just the out comes this, this wind, right? I remember almost being annoyed, like, Brooklyn, I've got a headache. <laughs> I'm almost done, guys. And um, I'm just like, man, Brooklyn, like, do we really need all of this glory right now at 3 in the morning? I'm okay with letting the Lord minister to me softly in my secret place. And Brooklyn is calling down the heavenly host <laughs> and I remember the Lord said, if you want revival, you can't put your hand to it. I mean, that's, that's my wife who challenges me. I'll tell you this. Get around some radical believers. Get around somebody that challenges you. Don't just uh, settle with coming to Haven and being the most prayed up person in Haven. Uh, don't settle with being the, the, the best singer on the platform. Or the most talented person in your church. Don't, don't settle for that. Get around a true, real fire uh, of revival. Get around something real. Get around some other believers that are going to challenge you. And say, you know what? You know what? I, I've got to pay a little bit more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and search a little bit further to find what I need. I, I'm going to, to sacrifice more to God. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read. Because I, I'm, I'm not going to sit at this fire that everyone else is. I'm not going to sit at your fire, Tristan. I'm not going to sit at your fire, Christopher. I'm not, I'm not going to sit at Matt's fire. I'm not going to sit at Robert's fire. I'm not going to sit in the fire of this revival that's coming to ALT. God's been doing some great things, right? Matt just was saying, uh, last Thursday was amazing. Sunday was amazing. Tuesday was amazing. But Russ, even though everything that happened when you ministered, I can't live off your fire. I I can't live just near the, the flames of somebody else's encounter. I must build something myself more than anything else. More than, than uh, this story is a story that we can use to, to relate now to what God is trying to do in us. He's not telling you to go outside and light the hill on fire. Right? You're supposed to laugh at that. But he is calling you to go and just literally set your school on fire because there's a burning fire on the inside of you. Oh, that we would burn for him. Oh, that we wouldn't come to Thursday nights just because it's Thursday night. 
We wouldn't come just because this is the vibe, right? Or this is, this is where we go. This is where our friends go. Oh, but we would come and, and we would come with the sacrificial offering. We would be gathering and, and paying the price so that we got to this fire. We could add something to it and we could see what God was really trying to do. Be more than just uh, uh, this surface level thing, but get on the inside of us. Will you stand with me if you would? I'm, I'm done. I got to stop. Oh, Jesus. Just pray that we would understand that. I've got more. I just can't get to it. We're on a mission, right? Uh, I said this earlier. Paul's there. He's on a miracle crusade. He's got assignment. You've got assignment in your life. You're here for a reason. Look at your neighbor and say, you're here for a reason. Just try to think with me, right? Just try to just, just try to just try to just imagine with me just for one second. Not only are you here Haven on a Thursday night, at 8.44 for a reason. But your home life, where you are, is for a reason. Where you are in your workplace or in your school, it's for a reason. That last uh, text on your phone that has your stomach all in knots, for a reason. Not saying God's caused it or God's doing it, but it's got a purpose. There's some type of there's some type of beauty that can come out of any ash. And um, so more than anything, yeah, you're here for a purpose and you're here for a reason, but can we all just stop and, and say, have I been sitting at somebody else's fire? Just like think about it just for a second. If you want to close your eyes or however you want to do it. Just like think just just for a moment. This happens to me all the time. I, I, you just go through life and then you realize, oh man. The word's not been like jumping off the page like it usually is and prayer life I've just I've been a little distant from you God now that's not to say like oh man I'm, I'm doing something wrong I'm a bad Christian no, no, no where's your position at you're in all of this for a purpose I tell you today don't give up now don't quit don't just sit and relax I just tell you get up Begin to find those things that you need to rebuild that fire on the inside of you. We've got some like the most amazing ministers here in this church. We've got awesome musicians and, and worship leaders and so talented and it's amazing, but... 
You guys, don't survive off of what Jess brings on Thursdays. Don't survive off of what Matt brings. There's so much more, guys. Like I challenge, I challenge everything. I challenge everyone that's on the platform. I challenge myself. Like if ah, I can come and I can preach to you tonight, but, but tomorrow morning, am I going to be basking in, in this glory? Am I going to be basking off of my position? Or, you know, I minister. I play the drums on Sunday nights. You know, like I can, I'm okay. I'm good. There's like this elitist spirit that can just like so easily set in. Or the altar calls not for me. Because Chris didn't specifically mention my sin pattern. Or what I'm dealing with, or what I'm going through. Guys, can we understand that it's more than just that? It's this, it's this hunger on the inside of us that says, God, if I'm not near you, what do I need to do to get closer? I don't feel your warm embrace the way it did. It is not maybe because I'm just as bad. I need to punish myself. But no, Lord, I, I'm desperate to, to remedy this. Is there, a, is there somebody I need to apologize to? Is there something I need to get under the blood? Is there, there a, a page on Instagram that I need to delete? Or what is it that I need to do? What are the, the sticks that I need to collect to be able to have this on the inside of me? I ask you to close your eyes all across this building. I begin to pray right now. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.